Welcome to Daha Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I'm Jill, the co-host and the Chinese language teacher in Da Hua Chinese. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the founder of Da Hua Chinese. How's everyone doing today?、Mm-hmm. Today we're going to talk about two very special creatures in Chinese culture: the dragon Long and the phoenix Feng. Hmm. As I know, Jill, you are the dragon Long, right? Hmm. I was born in the year of the dragon. Long Nian. So, according to Chinese culture, I belong to the Dragon Long Zodiac sign. How about you? Ha! I belong to the Red Zodiac sign, Shu Nian. My brother used to tease me about it when I was little, so I used to dislike being called a rat. I would always correct him and say I'm a cute hamster. Not a big rat, but later on I realized that these zodiac signs can accurately describe a person's personality. Can you tell us more about it?、Mm-hmm. For example, speaking for myself, I like having my own little room. I cannot handle a too big room. I would feel out of control. And I like to have lots of food at home to make it feel cozy. Then why can't I fly in the sky or descend to the ground? Aren't dragon long supposed to be flying in the sky? Please explain. Well, I think people born in the year of Long Nian of the dragon usually have a straightforward and honest approach to things. They don't like to being sneaky. If that's the case, then I won't continue asking further. Well, you can ask if you want. Okay, so why don't dragon long people want to fly in the sky? Are many dragon long people actually pilots, flight attendants, or aviators? I don't have any data on this, but what I know is that people born in the year of dragon long year. Usually have an elegant appearance and look like nobility. Well, I mean that's true. My family used to run a Chinese music school, and we had many students. My parents always said that. I also feel the same way. Oh, <laughs> thank you for the compliment.、Uh-huh, you are welcome. Okay, in this story, we'll be talking about three keywords. They are, 文化文化 The culture,、mm-hmm. and then 标志标志 means icon or sign. The last one, 吉利吉利 to be auspicious. The first one, 文化 we mentioned in last episode. It means culture. Yeah, everything about civilizations, literatures, or culture, something it will have the one. So in last episode, we talked about the one 字 which is the word, and we also add the 有 in front of the culture 文化 to be an adjective, like 他很有文化 he is a cultural literacy. 
And in last episode, we talked about the Changjie Faming Wenzi, like Changjie invented words. So Wenzi, the word, Wenming, the civilization. So we can say ancient China civilization, Gu Zhongguo Wenming, ancient Egypt civilization, Gu Aiji Wenming. Ancient Greek civilization, Gu Xila Wenming. Next is Biao Zhi, means icon or sign. We can see a lot of Biao Zhi in our life, like the Biao Zhi of traffic, the Biao Zhi of restaurant, and if you see a Biao Zhi of a yellow big M, <laughs> you would know they have the best French fries in the world. Oh. So we can say the big yellow M, the 这是麦当劳的标志 This is the icon of McDonald's, or the Puma icon means the brand Puma. Puma 品牌的标志就是美洲狮的 Puma. Yeah, last one. I love this so much.、Mm-hmm. It's 吉利 auspicious. Or lucky, Ji itself means good fortune. Li means profit or benefit. So, if we wish someone good luck, we always add da means big, such as da ji da li means wish you have big luckiness and prosperity. Yeah, we always say this in a very important festivals like. Chinese New Year's、mm. 大吉大利 because it has the phonetic、uh, similarity with the orange, which is 吉字 So we have the orange always on the New Year table, which representing good luck in the Chinese New Year. So we can also say the 龙汉凤是吉利的标志龙 the dragon and 凤 the phoenix. Are both the icon of lucky, so we have the three words now, which is 文化 culture, 标志 icon, and 吉利 lucky. Let's get into the story. Why dragon and phoenix? In Chinese culture, 文化 the dragon is an icon, 标志 of power, nobility, success, luck, and dignity. According to the legend, Huangdi was the descendant of the dragon. He then established a statue of a dragon. Suddenly, there was lightning and thunder, and the statue came alive with glittering eyes. Huangdi hopped on this dragon, saying that the god sent the dragon to bring him back since he finally completed his mission in the world. As a leader of that time, people believed what he said. In this way, the worship of dragons was born in Chinese culture. Wenhua, where Huangdi, a great leader in ancient China, was the very first icon related to the dragon. The phoenix is the king of the birds, an icon of nobility and peacefulness. It exited 7,800 years ago and was recorded in clay pots or books. In Chinese culture, Wenhua. The worship of phoenix suggested pursuing an auspicious zili and smooth life, including the harmony of marriage and the stability of the country. What exactly are they?
Although the culture of dragon and phoenix has been highly promoted in China, it is worth pondering over what exactly these creatures are. Based on the studies, the dragon is said to be a type of alligator. That is, what ancient Chinese people saw might just be a clumsy and fierce reptile instead of an auspicious creature. Given another account, the dragon could also be a type of dinosaur that once existed in prehistorical China. Either way, most scientists classify the dragon into the reptile family, despite the fact that the dragon might not indeed exist and be merely an icon of imagination. The phoenix is also a creature of fantasy that people deem as a peacock with colorful feathers. Or, some argue the phoenix is just the ostrich. Both dragon and phoenix are legendary creatures and icon regardless of being real animals. The mysterious color is tainted with these auspicious creatures, which probably better convinces people to offer their worship to them. Dragon and Phoenix in Other Asian Culture In addition to China, many Asian countries tend to accommodate either dragon or phoenix in daily life. For example, in Taiwan, the dragon is made, and the statue is put in the front of the temple. The phoenix is made and decorated, then put on the temple roof, both of which aim to pray for auspicious Zili. The phoenix statue in Korea is established in front of the Blue House, where the Korean president lives, praying for auspicious Zili and a flourishing future. The culture of dragon and phoenix are widespread and ubiquitous not only in Chinese culture but also in other specific Asian culture. The worship of these mysterious and magical creatures has potentially become the most precious legacy in humane civilization. Our audience might think that this episode is like a lot of knowledge. <laughs> so now let's ask Caroline to tell us more about the interesting stories related to these two magical creatures in Chinese culture. So actually, if you have the opportunity to visit temples or historical buildings, you will see dragons, long, appearing on many places. Although the long, the dragon, is a symbol of good luck, dragon, long, placed in different locations have different purpose and legends. Can you explain it more clearly? Although I rarely visit temples in Taiwan, mm. I remember that they are dragons, long, on the roofs and pillars of Taiwanese temple. In the legendary era, according to the book Shan Hai Jing, the classic of mountains and seas, there were several dragons, long, who were the ancestors of the world. These ancestors later gave birth to nine smaller dragons, long, which we often see depicted in architectural elements or objects. So in Shan Hai Jing, the classic of mountains and seas, the Pan Gu that we mentioned in the episode 1 is actually depicted as a long the dragon. And another goddess we previously mentioned, Nuwa, and another god, Fu Xi. They are both descendants of the dragons, Long, 
so they have a human body and snake's lower body. I always thought Fu Xi looked like a human with two hands and two feet. So his body is actually that of a dragon. Long. Actually, Chinese mythical stories are very messy, and people like to draw inspirations from various resources. So it's possible that、uh, the Fu Xi actually isn't a dragon long. Or otherwise, his Fuxi Bulo, his Fuxi tribe, would see a snake wriggling around every day. So the ancestors <laughs> Zhu Xian in the legendary era were represented in the form of dragons, Long.、Mm. So what did the concept of the dragons Long appear? There is also a dragon Long ancestors who ruled. The sea, known as the Zhu Long, and so he is the fiercest and the largest dragon Long. And another famous dragon Long is the Yin Long. He was the wisest dragon Long,、uh, probably it. <laughs> so he or it, anyway, or she. <laughs> and he gave the He Tu, which is a river diagram, to Fu Xi that created the Ba Gua afterward. And also, his offspring are the famous mythical creatures in Chinese legends. They are Qi Lin and Feng Huang, which is a Feng Phoenix we talked about today. And as the dragon Long depicted on our objects and buildings, they are the offspring of these dragons Long ancestors who mixed with. Other animals in ancient China, the emperor's ceremonial robes were called long pao, the dragon robes, and they were always embroidered with the image of a dragon long, especially the ying long, which is the wisest one, and symbolizing stability and wisdom. When you mentioned dragons long in the sea,、mm. it reminded me of the white dragon long, Bai Long,、mm-hmm. in the movie Spirited Away.、That's、so,、cute. are dragons long、mm-hmm. is associated with water in the journey to the west, Xi Youji. There is also the character of East Sea Dragon, Donghai Longwang, where、yeah. Sun Wukong obtains his golden staff. Yeah, that's right. So the dragons long are closely associated with water. For example, in Xi Youji, the journey to the west, the dragon kings Long Wang also control the intensity and volume of rain. During the beginning period of the Republic of China, which is the ROC, there was even a warlord who hadn't seen rain in his territory. For a long time, so he ordered his subordinates to fire cannons at the Dragon King Long Wang. Are you trying to tell me that during the Republic of China, there was actually a war between a warlord and dragon Long, a mythical creature? And not exactly. The Dragon King Long Wang didn't even fight back. His temple was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> that warlord even left behind a poem.、Um, <laughs> let me tell you the poem. What it is? Yu Huang Ye 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 Xing Zhang. The Grandpa Jade Emperor's surname is also the Zhang lah. 
So, what you were talking about earlier was about the temples. Mm. I was wondering how it would be possible to see these mythical creatures. If it were true, it sounds epic. Many of the warlords at that time were uneducated, and the common people also believed in those things very much. So,、um, strange occurrences were usually quite common back then. Okay,、mm-hmm. so I know that besides being on the rooftop and pillars, dragons, long, can also be found above doors, right? Yeah.、Uh, this brings us to the legend of the nine sons of the dragon Long, which is Long Sheng Jiu Zi. So after the dragon Long created the world, it had offsprings. With many different animals, resulting in many children. When you mentioned the dragon Long that created the world, are you referring to Pan Gu? Nah, 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 nah. Probably no. So the Pan Gu probably one of the most famous. You probably not. The famous Long, which are the Pan Gu, Zhu Long, or Ying Long, and also the descendants like Fu Xi or Nü Wa. Um, they pro- probably don't have the relation with the nine dragons that was born、uh, later on. So, as I said, the mythical stories in ancient China was like quite complicated. Can you introduce to us some children and their perspective forms that exist in the world? Okay, let's start from the oldest one. Uh, if you have visited some important historical sites, you will often see a creature resembling a combination of a dragon and a turtle carrying Dong tablet on its back. The tablet contains inscriptions about the construction of the historical site, but in ancient tombs you can also see that sometimes it would depict a life. Of an important figure, or sometimes it's emperor things. So the dragon and turtle look creature is called Bi Xi. It's the oldest son of the dragon.、Mm-hmm. There are really too many children with nine dragons. If we were to talk about all of them, our show today would be too long.、Mm-hmm. So for now, Caroline, can you introduce some of the more common dragon long children?、Mm. If we talk about more common ones in historical drama, you will often see dragons long on the main gates of palaces, with their mouth holding a handle. They have a strong sense of protection and don't like others entering their place. So, the handles on the main gates are made in their likeness. The dragon long child is called Jiao Tu. All right.、Mm-hmm. I think we already have a lot of knowledge about dragon Long.、Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the phoenix Fenghuang. In ancient times, the phoenix Fenghuang、uh, was a symbol of empress. So you can see the Long is the emperor and empress is the Feng. 
So in ancient China, the world was governed by the Long, the Dragon, and the Fall, the Phoenix. Therefore, according to tradition, on the wedding night, a quilt called Dragon and Phoenix in auspicious harmony, Long Feng Cheng Xiang, is used, symbolizing a happy and successful marriage. So the ancient empresses often wore phoenix patterns on their clothing. Yes, yes, and even the golden crown they wore on their head might have phoenix designs or decorations in- inspired by phoenix feathers. I heard that Confucius also had a connection with the phoenix.、Mm-hmm. Why is that? So the phoenix have five colors of feathers, representing the five virtues. Emphasized in Confucianism, which are 仁义礼智信 benevolence, righteousness, propriety, wisdom, and trustworthiness, which is honesty or belief. So, the phoenix Feng Huang is also a symbol for Confucius, representing the harmonious combination of the five traditional elements in ancient China, which are the wood, mu. Fire, air, earth, tu, metal, xin, and water, 水 which are 木火土金水 So in Taiwan, there is a tree called Phoenix tree, Feng Huang Mu, and its leaves resemble Phoenix Feng Huang feathers. That's why we plant many Phoenix trees, Feng Huang Mu, in campuses. When the phoenix flowers bloom, it happens to be graduation seasons for Taiwanese school. So the blooming of the phoenix flowers is filled with hope and the emotions of parting. Oh wow! When you mentioned this, I suddenly feel like I was transported back to my school days. It's very touching. Yes, I miss my <laughs> old classmates. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all for today.、Mm-hmm. Today we have finished talking about two legendary animals or creatures、mm-hmm. that are very important in Chinese culture.、Mm-hmm. I don't know if the audience have any other experience or thoughts on today's theme. Feel free to share with us through the comments, and we will share your story in our podcast. You can also join our Facebook by clicking the link below, and also follow us on Instagram, Da Hua Chinese. You can also send us personal messages. We would love to hear from you. If you are interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical background, art, and lifestyle in different periods, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating. Yep,、mm-hmm. wonderful. Let's see you in the group as well as in the next episode of Da Hua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Bye bye.